Gentlemen, start your engine. Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, Radio Hotler. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Diabolical uh, um, um, technical goodies. Radio Hotler. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. We're just going to get into it because. Uh, well, I've got bugger all anyway because I left all my stuff in the printer as usual. But I yeah, well, you're useless. useless. Everyone knows that. Mate, that's I've why no, episode 97 of Radio Hot that will go ahead without you. 97. Or 97. Yeah. 90. Change hands. Seven. Nearly change hands. This is close. The big it 100. In, in Roman numerals, what's 97? I don't know. I'll leave that to you. It'd be. I don't know. It'll be. I I C V. I I. You reckon? I X. X X C V I I. That's it, X C. That's it. Yeah, yeah you Romans. Should we Google that? Shut yeah. up. <laughs> As we <laughs> welcome to the, the show. Get on the old Apple iPhone and check it out. Special guest tonight, earlier in the show, Bryce Washington. G'day, mate. How you doing? Joe hey, Bryce. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. <laughs> Oh, don't start that again. <laughs> now, Bryce, you're only here for a moment because you've got to run through and like to kiss the bride or something like that. But um, Bathurst last weekend, Carrera Cup, penultimate round. In fact, your second last race in Carrera Cup yes. before you move to for the Fujitsu yeah. Championship. And you'd have to be, before we get on to your Carrera Cup race, you'd be have to be unhappy about the fact that the car you've just bought just won Bathurst with uh, Craig and Jamie in the last weekend. Yeah, no, it's pretty disappointing. Speak up to the Very microphone, son. It have to be, yeah. Speak uh, up. No, it's good. It's, there's no doubt about it. It's um, you know, young Jamie Winkup can drive a car, and so can um, Mr. Lowndes. So, yeah, it's all good. And uh, I'm happy we did a deal on the car before we went to, it went to Bathurst. So, you know, obviously that car's going to be worth a bit, a bit of history. So it's yep, good. it is. It's and didn't get smashed. No. No, no smashing. <laughs> no at all. So, mate, uh, tell us about the Carrera Cup weekend. Um, all looking good up until R three, where uh, you had a bit of a warm clutch that forced the car to sort of creep, and it's all just poo poo from there. Yeah, every now and again you make a mistake, and that was one mistake that I wish I hadn't made. But um, over it was a good weekend. Still finished third for the weekend, and uh, closed the points to third in the championship, David Russell. So. Yeah, it's um, just one of those things, but ideally, it would have been good to walk away the 40-point gap over David, but that's 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 the game, and exactly. yeah. A lovely... Race, race 2 was a good um, good race, and uh, yeah, it's good to have a, a good, fun race every now and again, because every now and again, it's a bit of a shit one, and yeah. Uh, yeah. The first race uh, had a little bit of a rub up there with uh, the tallest man in uh, Carrera Cup racing, David Wall. Um, uh, a face like a wall also, but a, but a good racer um, at, the, at the elbow. Um, but uh, it was just deemed a racing incident and everyone got on with it. Yeah, well, Wally likes to visit, visit his cousins every now and again, the Walls. And, uh, <laughs> oh, very good. You like that? Yeah, every now and again he does like to visit his cousins and... Uh, that was just another time he got to visit him. So direct rallies, in fact. You know, <laughs> you know, hyphenated names. The walls, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they 
Isn't there a, isn't there a, a Pixar movie on <laughs> at the moment with him involved in it? I don't know. I have to look into that. After a sure. wall A B C D E. Wall E. Um, race two. You had a mega start, but yeah. um, fourth to second was all right. Yeah, it's good. Wet on the top of the mountain, dry down the bottom. How hard is it to drive a car, a car like that? Where you, you guys are, you're not changing a lot of spaces, places. Yeah. Or well, places or spaces. Or, or Qualifying money. so important in that category, and it always has been, it always will be. You know, the cars are so similar, um, same horsepower, same brakes, everything's so similar. So, as long as you qualify well, you're racing with good quality guys. You know, like um, you know Beto and Dean and that, and they, you know, they give you room. But every now and again, you know, if you finish further back, you know, you're going to be dealing with, um, you know, people that just want to lunge out of nowhere and just trying to, I don't know, pick up the pieces. So. Yeah, no, it's um, it's good to race in a category that's so close, but it also has its downsides. A true motor racer, Bryce Washington, as you heard there, viewers. Yeah, no, very much that's sort good. of not quite sure yeah, about what yeah, their nah. son are. Yeah. They're saying. Now, now we want to. JP's going to. Uh, I'll just lead you into this topic with JP because you oh, see, we did an analysis in the last show about which supercar drivers were more likely to have their nickname ending in an O or a Y. Yeah, and you're a Brycey, yeah. and then there was like Baird O, but then there's Dean, D- D- Dino. Dino. Yeah. No, is it Dino? Where we got Muff, James Muffet, son of. Yeah, there's a few there's racing a few that don't fit anywhere. What's the story? Do, do Career Cup drivers, you know, have the O's and the Y's because they're going to move on to supercars, or or and and those guys that that don't fit into that category are they destined to go nowhere? I mean, well, come on, you, you, what's the inside scoop on this, Bros? I don't oh. know. I don't think it really matters. End of the day, if you can drive, you're going to get somewhere, aren't you? That's right. If you're Let's useless, it doesn't matter. If your name's starting with an O or ends with an O or with a Y or ends with a Y, oh, it's all fair, the same. Are we? <laughs> I mean, I went to Egypt once. Yeah, you been there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I went to Egypt, went to the pyramids, visited the Sphinx, rode it like sea biscuit. (laughs) Yakitori? Yeah. Good on on beef, good on beef. You're enjoying a lovely Shaw and Smith Sav Blanc this afternoon. How good has that been? It's been good. JP? Back on the... uh, The Bogues? Bogues light this week, yeah. And I've been uh, conned into having a no-name southeastern Australian 08 Shiraz, the CRO one. Mm. That's right. Apparently, it's good. From Dan Murphy's, no less. BWS, BWS. Apparently, that's the guy. Well, what I mean, we we tried to get into upsell, suggesting that we um, quite enjoyed a straight Bethany Shiraz around the thirty-dollar mark. Nope. No need to spend more than five ninety nine. There you go. <laughs> and how is it? Good point. Good how point. How are you enjoying it? How's the rusty sausage. The, the sausage is, is back it's and on a vengeance. Fully recovered. Towels are up. So Bryce, say uh, you head off here now to um, for a little bit of uh, a luxury in in Switzerland for a few days before um, a, a couple of days in Tuscany and then off to uh, the um, Indy. Uh, I don't know how you fit it all in. Uh, what will be your approach at Indy uh, on the track and in the evenings? In the evenings? Well, I guess the whole point of racing is to try and finish as best as you can. And my aim for the start of the year was to finish third. So 
I guess I want to finish third for the championship. Top three would be my ideal situation. So, obviously, fitting, finishing um, behind uh, Dave so far, I, I want to, you know, get those 12 points back. And 14. 12. Four, okay. Oh, you're off the pace there. Yep, sorry. So, I want to get those 12 points back and finish third for the championship. And, like I said, that was my goal for the start of the year. So, if I can finish um, the year on a high note and be in the top three, that's where I want to be. Obviously, I'm not going to go out during the um, the weekend I don't think it's probably the best idea going out although we do have the one day off and we have a you know decent decent period to well, unwind inverted yeah, commas I don't know I'm just going to kick back and uh, just relax without a drink and uh, go into the, the final race with the you know giving myself the best opportunity because yeah, the quiet season's coming up. Um, obviously, you get an opportunity to test the V8 supercar between now um, and uh, and Clipsal 500, which is later in the year, probably falling back to the more traditional March date. Um, I suppose you'll, you'll, you'll get a, a, a triple eight handover there up in Queensland Raceway. No doubt the, the Sonic team will decide whether they want to do the testing between then, uh, probably after the Christmas break, whether it be Witten or Phillip Island. That uh, really wasn't the question uh, that I was about to pose to you about where you were going to be uh, racing. It was obviously there's going to be some spare time on your hands mm. and noticing that last night at the Universal Wine Bar in uh, in, uh, in Rundle Road they had the uh, the first auditions for the new G-Star Raw uh, clothing company that's been uh, coming, un uh, coming down under. Now wearing the gear, uh, how'd you go on the interview? What's the question here? Well, are you are running it? The question. You'll be running the new G Star Raw um, jean shop here in Adelaide. Yeah, no, I'm not. But is, answer, is answer to your other questions. <laughs> answer to your other questions. Um, obviously, yeah, next year is going to be a big step, and uh, we want to get as much time before Clipsal as we can in the car. So, um, um, yeah, Triple Eight, they're doing a couple of days up at Queensland Raceway, so um, hopefully each day I can get 30 laps and obviously a total of 60 laps and any time in those cars is beneficial coming around to next year, obviously. Last year, um, with the you know the disappointment with um, Ashley Cooper, pretty devastating kind of thing to happen. It's so beneficial to have as much experience in those cars as possible and um, hopefully before um, we get to Clips, we've had you know at least five days under our belt and... Um, go in with a you know a realistic top ten chance because it's going to be difficult something different different challenge and you know if I can be in the top ten first round I think that'd be a, a really big step. Looking back at uh, Bathurst, there were in a serious sense there were some ser concerns from a lot of people about the uh, the degradation of the tyres there. Um, they were delaminating and or and and done it or putting it down to the fact that there was some abrasive parts of the curbs that were were cutting it down. That must play into your mind a little bit, I suppose, as you go towards the first round at Clips or where you have the notorious turn eight. Um, and, you know, the Ashley Cooper scenario, not saying there was a tyre problem or anything like that, but no one wants to be tearing up large amounts of money there and, 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 yeah. and running the car into the wall. How do you approach that? Well, I think, well, you know, Fujitsu Series has a, a certain amount of tyres they to use. I think they've got eight tyres for the weekend or, or something similar to that. So it doesn't matter how many tyres you've got. If you've got a, a situation, you have to change the tyres and, you know, you, you take a, um, a penalty if you use more tyres than you're meant to. So, um, 
the, the races are a lot shorter in the Fujitsu series as well, so I don't think we'll have that problem. Obviously, being hot, you know, that time of year, it, it can be a, um, a problem, but, you know, in the past, there's been no situations where tyres has been a problem. Uh, Bathurst is um, obviously a lot different. It's a long, a long race with a lot of, um, you know, different scenarios. It was a lot hotter this year than it has been in a, lo in a long time, and uh, if you look back um, the years before, there's been a lot of rain. This year there wasn't any rain, and uh, um, you know it's just it's just the luck of the draw. I think every now and again you have a, a bad batch of tyres, and that this year there was a bad batch of tyres. How often do you find there is a bad batch of tyres in the Supercar? It's very rare, so I don't think it's a problem at all. Is that what the that what's a, what's been a sort of it's a batch come out, come out this this well, week because they were very very the the the, the Dunlop guy was I don't know what's his name. Not yeah, exactly sure. He, he was very, very adamant, especially on TV, and I suppose he's putting it out that it was a circuit issue, and of course yeah. you wouldn't I know, want to push I know the brand with, um, How did you find it in the Carrera Cup? I mean, did well, it, like, are you on Dunlops? Turn two, the, the, the curves no, you're on Michelin. Turn two, too much. Yeah. Uh, if you fell off the exit, curve, on the exit on the of the curb, yeah. Cat curve, yeah. Where, yeah. Uh, where um, Berto went in. You, you were basically, you know, cutting the tyres up because there was no dirt or anything on the other side of the. Yeah, look, it's. We run a completely different tyre there. We have a right. we have a Michelin tyre, and um, we have eight tyres for the weekend. We find with our Michelin tyres that uh, they have a long time to cool. Obviously, Mountain Straight, um, Conron Straight, there's a long time to cool. So there's no real issue with with tyres there. I mean, you, you, with our with our we have uh, I think eight laps to yep. ten laps in our races, so they're quite short races and. You know, you can rag car the whole time and have no um, no problems with tyres. Of course, your, your, your cars are a hell of a lot lighter too than a yeah. supercar. So and a lot less power as well, yeah. you know. We're talking That's like 400, 415 horsepower for us and they've got, what, 680 or something? Yeah, somewhere around there. It's a, yeah. it's a big gap. I suppose what I was trying to say was that the turn eight at Clipsal, there would be like no other turn in the Australian motorsport. There is nowhere to hide at any level. Yeah. Well, you run wide there and you're going to be in the marbles and, you know, you've got the possibility of running into the wall. But, again, with our races, um, with Cup Car in the past, they've been short, so it's very rare people do go in. I think David Reynolds went in one year, but, you know, he was okay. Pretty safe cars. We're sitting on the, um, the opposite side as well. Was, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think about this. Left-hand side, right-hand side? No, we would be on the wrong side. So, when David went in, he was on the left-hand side, hit the wall pretty much... You know, side on, and he had no issues. So quite safe cars, but um, yeah, it's um, it's a bit of a touch thing, a bit of a touchy subject. The whole turn eight thing. I think they need to get rid of the the turn or do something to um, make it safer. I mean, you look at the NASCAR walls I've got now. They've got the proper yeah, the proper right. walls with airbags and Flexing, so on. Yeah. yeah, and well, not so much airbags, but they've got the um, an absorbent yeah a absorbent wall material in yeah. there that sort of pulls them all together. And, uh, Actually, I, was, I went to the Singapore Grand Prix, Grand Prix uh, about uh, three weeks ago, was it? Yeah, three, yeah, three weeks yeah, ago. Yeah. And uh, they had a, a special kind of wall there, and I think that would be a great idea to bring into um, into Clipsal if there's something that can make the turn you know, safer. I think it's beneficial for everyone. Obviously, you know, you sit there in the grandstand, and you, you see the crash cam or whatever they call it. It's, it's, pretty, um, it's pretty pathetic, really. End of the day, you know, people want to be safe, and, you know, it's... Um, it's pretty piss weak, I think. They need something to make it safer and either make change the corner or um, or change the wall. So um, it needs to be addressed, I think.
So it'd be interesting to see what they do because I mean, mm. if they do put tyres all the way around through that run, they're going to have to move all the barriers back and put a couple of extras in to make up the distance. Mm. You, you move on from Carrera Cup this year. Where does that leave the Carrera Cup Championship? In not not in terms of like you not being there, but it, obviously it moves on. Where does the nine nine seven go from here for two thousand and nine? Well, Carrera Cup's telling us that they're going to keep the car um, until two thousand and ten, and then they're going to have a um, a model change. Um, I think we're a year delayed to say Germany and Europe. Right, yeah. Um, Which is not necessarily a bad thing because you get the technology filtered down and the bugs. Yeah, well, that's it. It's, it's the it's, like you said, it's the bugs and the um, the problems they're having in the cars. I mean, you look at back at Europe when the um, the 997 first came out, they ran the ceramic brake package. Um, Super Cup ran that, and it was no good. So they've um, they've changed the car since then, and we got the better car back in Australia. So um, we run the steel brakes and you know those brakes are fantastic it's a good good quality package and back in 06 you ran anti-lock and, and then 07 and 08 yeah. you've run we always run the ABS initial cars were always ABS but I think the bias and um, having that flexibility to use the um, you know the brakes how you like to use them you can set the car up better if you can run a little bit more bias and get the car set up with um, with turn in with a bit of um, more rear bias it's a, it's a good thing it's good to have that flexibility and um had the better control of the car because um, with the ABS you just jump on the brakes and it'd, it'd you know it vibrate it felt terrible. You get the pulsing pedal. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and it's um it's not a good thing. So I think ABS is a good thing and it's more like a you know a supercar and you get you know. The Le Mans series have adopted uh, four liter engines for the RSRs. Is that mm. going to be filtering itself down into Carrera Cup? Look, I don't know. I, I think um you know as a as a category worldwide, I think they'll keep with the with an engine that's um, probably simpler. I think they'll keep with the, an engine that's known and, you know, had its... Um, is the 4-litre more stressed engine or is it just I, a I don't know, but I think they'll I'll use an engine that's been proven. I don't think they'll use an engine mm. yet that is, um, you know, that is fresh and I hasn't had to, a lot of... Unlike Europe, we're a long way away, so yeah. it's not so bad for them in Europe, being yeah. based in Germany, if they've got to do running repairs and have a bit of a recall and, and you know, uh, rework a few things. But down here, there's no way you'd want to be doing that. I mean, you look at the 2008 car that came out in New Zealand, they've had a lot of issues, gearbox-wise, um, engine-wise. And um, we've had, you know, with our, with, our, with our cars we've had in Australia, we've had no issues because, you know, it was a proven proven car. So, um, you know, I think when the cars come around to Australia and in 2010, we'll know exactly where we sit and, and what... You know, and I think this, the category in general is going to have a um, a tough time because uh, I think the question you asked was, you know, what's what's going to happen with Carrera Cup? You know, next year it's going to be a you know difficult times for the championship. I think there's six six people moving to um, development series, so you know, there's a the young drivers that were once there are going to be gone. You know, it's it's going to be um, tough times. For the and Cup and Cup. Bryce, without with absolutely without any disrespect to the current drivers but the the, the racing had started to get boring mm. because that the the top six or eight of you which you're, you're very much part of started to become fairly processional you were so mm. on the limit at every every time that yeah. and you could see from race to race um, you've gone as far as you guys can as drivers within that category and it's now the time to move on yeah. and, and let the cut and thrust sort of come back so yeah I guess it's just a new challenge and you know, young drivers coming through, you get to a point, like you said, where, you know, it can become a procession and, 
you know, you, you want to learn more about yourself and what your driving abilities are. And, you know, I think the next step for, you know, us six guys and, you know, that you're talking about Karate Wall, um, Dean Fiore, probably Moffat, I think, as well, myself, um, you know, all of us for ourselves, you know, we, we, we need to move on and uh, learn different different aspects of driving. And I think the Fujitsu Series can offer that to us. So I think it's going to be a good thing for um, all of us. It was a pretty disappointing weekend and let's say a roller coaster ride, yeah. ride for, for, for poor old David Reynolds who'd uh, had um, you know had a shootout earlier in the year with uh, Mark Sakanovic to take the the autobahn car with Dumbrell for him to then find out that uh, you know yeah. he, he was he actually was sick yeah. um, he, was, and uh, then he wasn't sick <laughs> I spoke to him the day before. He wasn't sick. Uh, like look, that's, a, that's the that's the that's the you know. He became mysteriously sick. Yeah, but that's that's the way it is, and that's motorsport. I mean, yeah, we've talked about this in the past. Has to be the story. Yeah. You're never gonna get around it. Uh, but but yeah, but there and then, um, you know, uh, who else got a call up uh, during the week to sort of come in? Who was it? Who got the call up? Someone got a call. To, uh, I can't remember, but it was a roller coaster ride. Kyle Ronla. Now Ryanla got in with uh, in with uh, in the Patrici, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, because of um, the whole scenario with the monster truck issue with uh, yeah. our mate Denya. Now I'm just I'm going blank. Okay, now it's all related to the Paul Wheel and Chris, and Pitha? Chris Pitha accident, and it all sort Andrew of went Thompson? on from there. No, and radishes, radishes oh, part, right, radish. Yeah. So radish has gone out, yeah. and, and then and then and Andrew Thompson then got a call because he was a partner in with uh, in the team Kiwi car no no he wasn't he was with um, he was in with Radish no he was in with he was in with who's the guy Uh, Paul Wheel Paul Wheel he was in with Paul Wheel he's always driven PWR it's so complicated so he's got the that's all over so he's gone home and then he's got the call saying hey look the, the radish has hurt his leg and we're going to repair the car and do you want to get in and drive in the autobahn car then when the car was found out to be no good then he's gone the look well don't bother coming because rick's getting in the autobahn car so it was just yeah it was a, a weird debacle, weekend you know, wasn't it it's a bit like the old days though you know because you could cross um cross register for uh, for both cars cross in the team cross ender that wasn't um, previously allowed you know and well at the end of the day it didn't turn out too flush for the whole team in the end of the yeah, day did no, it i mean it how many laps did they do before the car pooed its pants yeah. so that's motorsport again but it's a game we play hey you bought yourself a new ipod today um uh there's uh, in the chromatic range mm. a nano chromatic range johnny i like the way you say um, you've picked yourself the colour that you like most. What is it, mate? Pink. I like pink. Pink. Yeah. Well, I can't think any of us guys that wouldn't agree with you that we all like pink. Yeah, but it's not for me. There you go. <laughs> Your secret's it's safe a present. It's a present. Your a secret's present. safe with us. Well, I'm happy to say we it's We wouldn't tell anyone. happy to say it's a present. <laughs> it's a present. <laughs> Wrapping it up for yourself for Christmas. Teppanyaki barbecues, mate. Uh, you, uh, we might be going out on the boat for a bit of a fish. What's the chance of we doing a bit of a teppanyaki on the boat? I don't boat? know. Well, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure we'll get at least probably 10 to 14 whiting. So um, if oh, we yeah. can cook up some go. some nice whiting, I think uh, 
I'm going to leave it to you to cook because you've got all the books and if you can't cook, there's something going on. <laughs> I'm going overboard. You've got to gut them and clean them as well, like Johnny. I love gutting fish. <laughs> uh, oh, there you go. You're off the hook there. There's, there's nothing like cutting so, a yeah. nice bit of meat up. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Especially when it's a little pink. <laughs> We're back to um, the iPod again. No, sweet. <laughs> but, iPod. Uh, uh, what, what, what's the chance of What's the chance of catching any fish? Uh, perhaps a, a yeah. Chinook salmon. No, uh, we think we're looking alright. The sort of the salmon that John West. The guy drives the, the guy who drives the boats. He's got it sorted. But there's no problem with it. He knows where to go. And get yeah. It. And, and, it be, and it could be and it could be a bit Peninsula of an Avonhead adventure. Going yeah. Sorry. Going out from the peninsula or are you going out from? Um, probably going over to Ki or oh, the um, that's, that's or a Tapley Shoal. Across Taps, the Gulf. Tapley Shoal. Taps. Yeah. It's about a two-hour trip. There you go. Bryce, I know you got to go. Thanks mm-hmm. for stopping by to say good day, yeah. and uh, it's good to see you. And uh, yeah, mate, this has been a, a good afternoon and having a bit of a chat. And uh, uh, wish you all the best for two thousand and nine. But yeah. no doubt you'll be catching up with us probably for episode one hundred point one because <laughs> we've we've realised that, uh, that that episode one hundred will be done in Mount Buller um, mm-hmm. and uh, in a few weeks' time. But uh, uh, we'll, we'll be coming back to sort of get you on board with all the other local tosses. Thanks, buddy. It's good to see you. Thanks, Bryce, and good luck in uh, Indy. Thanks, guys. Well, that was nice to see uh, young Bryce again. He uh, he had a good good weekend at Bathurst, all things considered. Just ended up third, so, uh, yeah. Doesn't look as young and young as you and I. Well, no, absolutely not. But who does? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> had all sorts of comments from people about our, our adventure at the Lobethal Grand Prix the other day. I was really yeah. uh, quite enjoyed. A bit of feedback from people, it especially was locals. Nice. Yep. And thanks very much to everyone to, 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 to saying uh, saying thanks for the you know making an effort to look at a, probably a more of a, a smaller um, event than yep. the Bathurst weekend and, and a historic and, and event as well. We made the effort and went up there on the Saturday, so uh, they're yeah, not my bones. Good. It's the chair. It's nice. Oh, is that all right? Oh, the chair's looking a bit wobbly there, Johnny. Anyway, it's time for JP's Bathurst Review. JP's Bathurst Review. Yeah, come on, you're well, on. all right. Well, the, well, where do you... Well, you can't really start at the beginning well, of the start. race. Well, you can start at the beginning of the race in terms of a uh, cook clutch again. Don't look and, at me. Um, look at the microphone. You know, Why do I want to look at the microphone for? The microphone's not doing anything for me. Um, so, apart from the cook clutch at the start, the, the first, what... I don't know. <laughs> round the ragged, 90, the ragged rascals round the cook clutch at the start. 90 bloody laps was boring as batshit, really. It was very pedestrian, very uh, processional. I'd have to say it was um, one of the most un, um, uninteresting yep. uh, uh, first halves of the I wouldn't, race. I wouldn't uh, condone lots of time. safety car in the intervals, but certainly when you compare it to previous years with the safety car coming out, um, it does make the racing or, or make the whole uh, meeting a lot more interesting. But uh, yeah, no, the, the, f- the first half was very, very slow. Um, but unusual, after that, unusual to find that the uh, the two um, HSV dealer team cars, or it's hard to, to HSV dealer team cars uh, out of the Clayton operation. Yes, um, of, of Rick Kelly, uh, the Autobahn car and their toll car. Both suffered what would appear to be similar, if not identical, 
issues with the throttle. Um, the the, the yeah. original one uh, causing uh, Paul Radisich to end up having a massive crash across the, the top of the mountain on the left-hander into McPhillamy, which has apparently now broken his uh, his other ankle and damaged his um, his original his one and one. is yeah. now appearing to be six months in a wheelchair, and that's, that's just oh, terrible news it's awful. to uh, the previous World Touring Car Championship. And we really hope uh, as a New Zealander and an Aussie and a good bloke that yeah. he gets uh, back on, on board again um, yet with only a few laps in yes. the uh, Autobahn car which seemed to be going particularly well um, uh, who was in the box seat there driving that car who was driving that car who was driving that car who was driving that car Rick Kelly Rick yeah. Kelly was driving that car that's right of course he was in the car because he then over. came in yep. um, with a, a throttle problem that had a little bit of bit of stick in it yep um, maybe that was just that the you know the housing had got some heat or the liquids or the the, the plastics it's in there um, that then got compounded by the fact that Paul Dumbrell decided to you know and it's so easy to do something like this and it's just like you know Luffy in the Balaclava scenario <laughs> to walk out there in pit lane without a helmet and the poor bloke's going to drive just... through penalty as a result of him not being adequately dressed with a helmet in pit lane That's in right. a hot area yep black flag thanks for coming not nice and pretty much it was like look let's just let's shut down and, and, and go home early but uh you know they you know they're good brand guys and they spent the energy to get the car going and they went out there to soldier on and expose the autobahn brand to television um with its uh, wide communication uh, that it has and, and good on them for doing that because there would be many other people who got no we'll just put the car away yeah and we'll pack uh, up even early though if we aren't going to get points yeah. I yeah. don't think they... Maybe they picked up a point here or there, but... Well, uh, I think they that's what it. they were trying to do, was just gain a, gain a few points towards the championship. But also, you know, you've got to go the bad with the good, especially when you have a brand uh, a brand sponsor that you need to to look after. And they've done that with Autobahn, so... Oh, they, they did, absolutely. From my point of view, in terms of the best sportsman, from a commercial point of view, I'd have to give it to Rick Kelly's team. Yep. Yeah, well, that's a fair call. Um... And then where do we go from there? I mean, after that, yeah, things things got interesting. Um, the uh, the Lounsey and uh, and Wink Up show at the front of the field was uh, rolling on, you know, pretty well, nicely well, all the way into through. Their, fell into their uh, into their into their hands, and Roland Dane is definitely a, a very very smart team manager that knows that you want to win races by the smallest margin. Um, and you don't want to race any harder than you can and well, keep you it in reserve to. and do your calls and do it by the numbers, nice and relaxed, and and and, um, and there's the result. And I, I could have seen that was going to... You could almost see it was going to come. Well, you could, yeah. yeah. What, uh, especially in the first hour, when they just went, look, we're just not going to chase James Courtney. Yep. We're going to let them go. And we're going to run our own race. And they were on a much exactly. better fuel strategy run and, your and own better race. fuel by all accounts. Um, Certainly. Um, I suppose that, uh, you know, the, the the biggest surprise, and I think a very positive one, was the uh, result of the Kiwi team of uh, Sprint Gas Racing. Uh, Absolutely. Coming up to second. Greg Murphy and Jason and Richards to come up for a third. I think that, that, that was a goodie. I mean, disappointing to see uh, Frosty and... And uh, Steve Richards being pushed down the order yes. and the despair on the face of the people at FPR, seeing that go south. But nonetheless, so be it. And it's good to see someone back in the points again. Much like 
Fernando Alonso two in a row with uh, F1. But yep. uh, we're moving away from that. Yeah, I thought it was all good. Yeah, no, it was good. I mean, I think the end result was good and the way that it all came together, right? At the, the particularly the last twenty or so laps, um, it was good racing and it, it was a great finish. So, so uh, you know, another another good Bathurst weekend apart from the first half of the race. And in fact, it wouldn't be a good Bathurst weekend if there wasn't a bit of booing on the stage. True, and there was some of that, which was which was always Reserved fine. Reserved for Murphy. Well, Murphy. yeah, but then Murph's got this thing yeah, about whinging. Yeah, you know? but, but they love and it. People, they yeah, love the fact... Yeah, I know. You know, I'll say Any something about whinging. Publicity. As Bryce and I talked about today, look, you can have a blackhead that turns into a pimple and then it squeezes in someone's face <laughs> and no one knows about it. Or you can pop it early and then we're all done. Absolutely. Now, Murph is the blackheads of problems in motorsport, where the others yeah. fester their issues and True. squirt in people's faces. Murph gets it all out of the way, gets it all in the oven. I noticed that uh, he's even had a whinge post-race about the tyres, about what a fiasco it was with the tyres delaminating, blah, 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 and, blah, blah. Yeah, we touched on that earlier with, we did. with, uh, so. with, uh, with Bryce. But look, until the, until the, um, the, the story comes out from... Uh, from Dunlop Motorsport that we won't be uh, able to comment on that we'll see how that, uh, that uh, yeah that, it's uh, going to be interesting to see whether it really was the curbs the uh, pants, yeah. you know they were blaming uh, turn two so okay Japanese F1 JP you're on Japanese F1 no well, I didn't watch it yes you did no I didn't I was, was sitting there with then. me was I watch, was I sat there with, with you? me on the afternoon yeah no we were we, <laughs> we were channel surfing viewers between Bathurst and Japanese F1 Channel surfing, channel surfing. No, it was good. It was a good race. I like, I enjoyed it. The Pernod Arabiata. The I could kill you again. With a again, we go back to the the start of the race and um, uh, do we? Lewis, Is that where it starts? Lewis, Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> shut up, Lewis Hamilton. Tried to get a tried to get a little bit of a leg up and uh, went in too hard and and braked too hard for the uh, for the first turn and yeah, that sort of really set the set the scene for the rest of the race. I think. Because you know um, uh, the other guys all, all got through there, and and he wasn't you know, from that point onwards. He he was struggling the whole time. A massive oversimplification of the race analysis viewers by JP to say that uh, Lewis Hamilton set the standards, and it was all over Red Rover and going on for that. No, basically, look, uh, he 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 made a mistake there um, and got caught up with with uh, with Massa. They both served drive drive through penalties, and they just simply their their strategies weren't correct. Fernando Alonso on a high, and there is always that. Extra confidence from a There's win There's that win factor previously. that you can't, yep. that intangible factor that you take on from one win to the next. Our Fernando, a very, very clever individual and a real thinker as a race car driver. Yes. When things aren't going right, you go, well, I just... Dot, dot. And suddenly his confidence has come back to him and he's going, hang on a minute, I won two world championships and, and I won a race at a new circuit that I've never been to. I'm on the money here. Mm. And he's done it again here through strategy and bravado and... Uh, the right tyre choice at the right time yes, remembering that all the drivers sure. have to pick and deserve, yep. determine, their, determine their strategies excellent thing, excellent plus the rest of the, the rest of the F1 fraternity have been so focused on the Ferrari McLaren uh, BMW development with you Robert, uh, Robert Kubica Kubica coming up Kubica oh, if you pronounce it like um, anyway, in. yeah, okay He's good. I like him. Yeah, I like him too. Coming second in the race. That everyone's taken their focus. They just they go, ah, oh, right. no, they're just also rounds. Now, yeah. like like BAR, they might have been down the back, 
but and, and force India. But when as soon as they suddenly get a result, everyone will be going, oh, we didn't realise they were doing any development. Yeah, we didn't think they were getting that good. And I would suggest that the F1 press are, are just terrible individuals. <laughs> just terrible. I'd hate to be... I'd, do you hear me? I'd hate <laughs> to be part of you. I'd hate to be. You'll never get my fingerprint bio on the door. Someone will open it for me. <laughs> as they would for you, JP. <laughs> yes, Johnny. <laughs> No, it's, uh, I mean, royalty deserves what royalty gets. That's right. In terms that's of why no one will ever honesty. open the door for either of us. Um, <laughs> uh, so, what else you got? It's time. Tech time. Yes, new yes. laptops last night. Steve Jobs even put a slide up in his presentation to say, just for anyone who wanted to ask, my blood pressure is 110 over 70. <laughs> <laughs> because everyone had been making rumours of his death. Yeah, new products. And MacBook Pro. MacBook, MacBook Pro. Solid aluminium chassis. Apparently, uh, they are actually engineering feet. billeted yes. through a water pressure system that yep. actually cuts the shape out of the solid bit of billeted yeah, it's a, aluminium. It's a solid bit of billeted aluminium, yes. And because of that, they've got extra rigidity, lightness, da da da, da and effectively... Less assembly issues, the, less yes, screws. Uh, it, that's actually the, the, the bit that's out of the solid billeted bit of aluminium is, is effectively what used to be known as the top case. Um, and everything hangs off of that and, and bolts to it. And it's a, it's a very, very clever design concept. We're hanging out, we get our first shipment tomorrow. And the tech boys are already uh, champing at the bit to grab a brand new one and pull it apart, which I don't well, know whether that will happen or not. But, so uh, uh, if the uh, if if, the, if everything is hanging uh, to the top framework, that yep. must mean that the avail uh, the user um, accessibility for yes. from a customer point of view of the battery and the the dish. Um, Replaceable disc drive in the MacBook Pro should be should be should be much better. Replaceable disc drive in the MacBook Pro, customer replaceable. Not you don't have to take it to a tech anymore, which is I think it's a fantastic idea. So, so as dri as small drives for laptops get larger in capacity, let's just say eighteen months down the track or whatever, and your three twenty suddenly become uh, six fifty gig or whatever, you can swap them out. Great idea. All we can say is that these new laptops have got a great looking ass, and despite the capacity, they don't get any bigger. Well, that's true. And the other the other side of the scenario is the uh, the new touchpad, um, trackpad, whatever you want to call it. Steve Jobs hates, of... but it is it is it is. He's on a. I have to destroy buttons. buttons in the yeah, world. Press the yeah, hence why he wears a T-shirt. That's right. You see, here we had. A one-button architecture, but now it's a zero-button architecture. So you have a, a single finger which will move the mouse, a dual finger which will scroll. move scroll down, the three fingers that moves multiple windows, and you the two the fingers way. that pinch, pinch like the yeah. iPhone to zoom in and out, and use and to rotate the images. And now a the tap. entire pad is. Is the is the button for? I think it's very clever, but I'm unsure how well that would work for, um, you know, well-heeled Macintosh um, uh, graphic designers that are so used to sort of the the thumb and the thumb and yeah. finger approach. Look, you're but trying to sell anything. No, yeah, I'm not. Hopeless the, no relief. I think it's all down. It's like everything else. Like the first trackpads with where you move the two fingers down to scroll. People just need that time to get used to it. And uh, got him. 
I have. And uh, yeah, so uh, uh, the, the screen's very nice. Again, more um, more uh, rigidity in the actual product because of the screens that are in use with the glass. Um, that's also helped the stiffness of the whole thing. Um, one of the biggest problems that traditionally has been in laptops is the fact that the the, the top case, uh, the top screen bit is actually flexible. Uh, so they've got rid of that by using glass and, and lots and lots of recyclable bits. So. No longer available in a matte screen. And also it's interesting that they haven't chosen to revise the 17-inch product, which, which I use, um, which I'm, I'm, personally I'm, it doesn't fuss me, but I wouldn't have bought one. I wouldn't have upgraded if it had been a gloss screen um, and probably they need to have a think about what the 17 inch professionals do require um, and, and funny funny more to that is that they actually have increased the bus speed of the 15 inch so that it actually is faster than the best you can buy including the ram package so that the 15 inch laptops now are actually faster than the 17 inch laptops yes. in the pro space having said that don't know whether you're actually getting more bang for your buck. Um, the 13s are quite rightfully... Um, Thir have, uh, the 13s, the, the actual MacBook is is very nice little unit now. There's no doubt about that. And they've retained the uh, the white polycarbonate model right at the bottom of the range, which is the Edu model, for want of a better way of putting it. So, uh, but the 17s, I mean, I think the reason that they didn't go the 17s is because the solid billet aluminium to make the chassis from... Uh, just doesn't work in a 17 inch format and that's not to say that it won't in the future but I believe that the milling machinery and the uh, and the necessary uh, manufacturing bits and pieces just aren't there for a 17 inch format at this point in time and perhaps that, that that's right and, and I think that the majority of people in the 17 inch market are pretty happy with what they've what they've got yep. um, and and their workflow so I think perhaps that's quite a sensible move on their behalf introducing a 24 inch cinema display that's uh, uh, lead based not OLED yes uh, basically when we say lead ba uh, lead based we mean that the uh, it uh, removes the fluorescent background lighting uh, so it's an instant neon yep. solution and probably a little bit brighter the resolution is no greater than it and was it before and it uses less power um, that should be interesting. So uh, HD TV res. Yep. Um, other than that, mate, uh, nothing I have to um, so, sort of mention in the in the tech market, other than the arrival of the uh, a little bit uh, earlier in the year uh, of the uh, the Red One uh, HD camera. It's a full 4K camera, 4K by 2K uh, digital camera that now um, is rivaling the best of cinematography uh, has to offer at, in the professional space, Panavision, um, which have traditionally been, you know, obviously uh, you know, film based yep. and therefore there's no pixels. Um, we're you know, looking at uh, $2,500 a month uh, US for the <laughs> hire of a, of a single uh, device um, plus the media and then the, the uh, the developing Processing, costs yep. and then the digitization to digital to be edited on either an avid or an, in fact actually probably only on avid because i don't think apple was uh, dealing with telecine technology and then to to move it back into the analog space before it went to um to to, to television uh, or or the the cinema really uh, quite amazing uh, th th this is coming in this this camera is is, is amazing um, and has all the uh, ability to take uh, standard adaptable lenses for about 15,000 uh, US dollars, 
um, editing on uh, Final Cut Pro and of course Avid System. Interesting, the man, the manufacturer um, or the the developer or the original financer is none other than a young guy who uh, back in the 1970s was interested in dirt bikes who decided that he wanted to design a new um, uh, grip for his dirt bike and came up with a, a mould. Uh, that mould then turned into a future product, sunglasses and all sorts of other uh, wide ranging uh, items that led to this gentleman's desire to build the world's best digital camera and it was the man who uh, built the Oakley brand. Is that right? Yes. Well, there you go. I'm so, blown away by that, Johnny. You must have been reading up very heavily. He uh, he had a he had a desire to build a camera, and all his work was leading up in his life to be oh, able yeah. to do this. So I think the Red One camera is a brilliant camera, and you can read about that in uh, definitely in Wired magazine yep. or webmonkey.com.au. Um, and uh, any of the information that you have heard from us here tonight, you'll be able to find on v8central.com forward slash radio hot lap thanks to Chris who does our show notes each week now JP before we sign off have you got anything to say what no. have you got you got the latest motor I've got the latest motor magazine have you seen the latest um, uh, I haven't really looked at it much yet other than it's very interesting to read the article about Garth Tander crashing the W427 oh he crashed the W427 he did he did he did because he thought he was <laughs> he thought he was out on a long lap and he was actually on the short circuit and there was a tyre wall where there shouldn't have been a tyre wall. It's a bit of a dingleberry. It oh, was. it wasn't his fault then. Well, no, not really, because nobody had told him that the uh, the long circuit had been closed off. So, anyway. Oren Park. Well, it's only a small smash, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Looks like a little bit and of a And he's just slight. sort of taken a bit of the, uh, of the front um, bumper slash wing, uh, and apparently it's hanging on the wall in his uh, pool room. Oh, it'll, it'll polish it. Yeah, of course it will. It's only a bit of blue paint, green paint. There's something I was going to say, but I can't remember. Well, there you go. Anything else? Anything else? Next no, week? No, not really. I've, I haven't looked at it, as I say. I bought it with me, and uh, you sprung sprung a surprise on me when I arrived. So instead of having to sit down for 10 minutes, we went straight into uh, the show with Bryce. So there you go. We've done a lot of shows lately. We'll we get have. back to 92 yep. next week, where we get a bit more... Not Not 92... 98 next week. <laughs> there you go. Don't get older than you need to be earlier. <laughs> Good night, viewers. Good night, viewers.